You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, flying solo today for the first segment, and then we will be joined by our good friends at the Washington Commanders Odyssey podcast, Take Command. Uh, Craig Hoffman's going to join us coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, But first, I'd be remiss if I did not talk about the deadline deal the Vikings made on Tuesday morning. It's Thursday morning when we record this. When we recorded the Tuesday episode, we had our good friend Paul Hodawanik on the show. We talked at length about how the Vikings had to make a deal. They had to make a move. We didn't get into the ins and outs of who they should trade for, which player, which position, because we figured by the time the podcast posted, uh, a trade could happen. So we tried to talk about it in the broad sense in the abstract um, why the Vikings should make a move at six and one and lo and behold a few hours later the Vikings made a trade for tight end TJ Hawkinson I don't think anyone saw this one really coming I don't think anyone deep down thought TJ Hawkinson was available Um, he's still a young you know he's had three and a half years in the NFL so far very young tight end um, a lot of times just by nature, tight ends don't hit their, their ceiling, their peak until, you know, four or five years into their career. Um, so the fact that the lions were willing to trade TJ Hawkinson, um, I think was something that was surprising at first glance. So when that push notification comes onto your phone and you see that the Vikings have traded for TJ Hawkinson, a name that hadn't really been floated, I think it was something that kind of came as a surprise to people, but As the days kind of went on and after the Vikings announced the TJ Hawkinson trade officially about an hour later, they announced that Herb Smith was going on IR with a high ankle sprain. Um, He's actually expected to miss in the upwards of two months, if not more. Then you start to think, okay, this makes sense. Um, The Vikings were going to be without their, their main number one target pass catching tight end. Um, TJ Hawkinson is someone who can come in and fill that role. Um, He's also someone that, can play a three down tight end role, um, right? Like you, you see guys a lot of times um, these receiving pass catching tight ends, um, they play on first and second down. Um, but when the defenses are sending the blitz on third down, they're, they're not so good at blocking. Um, so they come out and, you know, a team will split out into three wide receivers and, and, and leave a, a running back in the backfield to help in pass protection. That's not something you have to do with TJ Hawkinson. He is someone who can can make all the plays in, in the passing game. He can stand up and pass protection if you need him to. He is someone who can run it, it, when during run schemes. He, he can run block efficiently. And not to mention he's only 25 years old. So I say all these things to one praise general manager, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. We talked about it on Tuesday. It's been talked about at length. The Vikings needed to take a swing with where they sit in the NFC right now, in the NFC at 6-1, and one, 
really only one elite team, in my opinion, in the, in the Philadelphia Eagles. So why not take a swing? But this works in, in, in multiple kind of facets. Um, it helps this year. It, it objectively helps the Vikings contend this year. Because we've seen this year that when Justin Jefferson gets double teamed or sometimes triple teamed, Kirk Cousins loves to throw underneath and Adam Thielen isn't separating like he used to. KJ Osborne hasn't been the dynamic player that I thought people thought he could be. He hasn't taken that next jump. Um, And Irv Smith, he's been a little bit underwhelming to this point. And now obviously he's on the shelf. So you look at a guy like TJ Hawkinson, he's someone who can slide in immediately I think he becomes the second best pass catcher on the team once he gets up to speed and he helps you contend right now, but he's also under contract moving forward. So he's someone who after this year, regardless of how, how things go, regardless of how this six and one start turns out, regardless of if the Vikings go on a run in the playoffs, TJ Hawkinson's under team control for another year. Obviously, he will make $9.4 million next year. The Vikings will have to finagle the cap this offseason to afford that, um, considering they have basically no money (laughs) in their pockets at this point. Um, But we've seen it time and time again with the Vikings. You extend a guy here, you you convert a base salary into a signing bonus, and bam, you have money. So I I expect them to do that with TJ Hawkinson, um, and I expect this kid to be a part of the team long-term moving forward. So I, I think when you just analyze this trade from from all the different angles, like it's a home run for Quasia Dopamenta. Like I think this is something that had to happen. I think the team deserved the front office showing confidence in them in this sense. Um, and I think when you you look at the rest of the schedule, you look at the NFC North, you look at the NFC as a whole. Uh, this trade kind of tells your players like we're going for it. Um, it's not in, in an all-in move. It's not as if Quasi traded two first-round picks for a guy that's 34 and, and in you know the twilight of his career. Uh, this is a move that was made for both the present and the future, and, and I think it's exactly the type of deal that that when you really look at what Quasi has said all along, the, this is a deal he was. This is the type of deal he was going to make. So I, I will be interested to see how quickly TJ Hawkinson can can adapt into into this new offense. Um, it's something that regardless of who we've talked to, whether it's Kirk Cousins, running back Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, even the offensive linemen, all of them have said that this playbook is extremely complex. It is tough to learn. Now TJ Hawkinson has to learn it on the fly. He's not going to know everything before Sunday's game against Washington. It's impossible. But just look for him to kind of be used situationally this weekend and to kind of progress from there. I would not be surprised if the other tight end, Johnny Munt, um, who had a pretty good game this past Sunday, I would not be surprised if he is used more if he outsnaps TJ Hawkinson this week simply because there's just not enough time to inundate Hawkinson with, with, within the playbook. But even talking to Kevin O'Connell the other day, like 
there, there will be situational football that, that Hawkinson can kind of slide into, whether that's third down, red zone, goal line. Um, and then from there, you're going to see him kind of learn quickly. Um, we, we talked to Hawkinson yesterday, and I think he, he came across as a smart kid. He's obviously played in the league for three and a half years. He made a good point that NFL playbooks are generally similar. Um, there's a lot of similarities involved. This is just learning a new language. So there is some complexity to this playbook. Um, there is new terminology he's going to have to learn. But I think it bodes well that that he's been in the league. He's been playing. It's not like he's been injured. He's in football shape. As soon as he learns all of the things he needs to learn in this offense, he can kind of just hit the ground running. So uh, just a home run of a deal for, for Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. I think it's exactly what the Vikings needed. Um, it's not necessarily the trade for the receiver or the cornerback or, you know, the edge rusher that people thought, uh, but I think it could be impact just as impactful um, the rest of the way. So bravo to Quasi, bravo to the front office. Now it's on Kevin O'Connell to, to kind of maximize TJ Hawkinson's strengths. And it's on TJ Hawkinson to kind of learn this offense as quickly as possible and, and prove that, that the Vikings made a good deal by acquiring him at the deadline. That's all we have for TJ Hawkinson. Um, we will talk more about him in, in the weeks to come. I'm sure Sunday he'll play and we'll talk about the, the impact he had and the impact he could have moving forward. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk, you know, we're going to welcome our guest, Craig Hoffman from, from the, you know, take command podcast, uh, you know, our Odyssey brother podcast. And, and he's going to kind of just break down, what the, what to expect from from the Washington Commanders this weekend? Suddenly they've won three straight. Um, they have a familiar face, Taylor Heineke. You know, former Vikings quarterback Taylor Heineke leading the charge. Um, so he he's just going to break everything down. We're excited to be joined by him when we come back. 